0: Mm, I like the steamy a good ham. <laughs> that when he got he got crusty burgers, did not <laughs> Skinner, you're not a fellow but you steam a good ham.
1: <laughs> you steam a good ham.
0: Aurora Borealis.
2: <laughs> Can I see? Where we have time
3: Welcome To the cold bow podcast, this is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, that's me. How's it going, Jake? I didn't screw it up this time. No, dude, you're good. Yeah. No, but you snuck attack us, tacked us, snuck sneak attack sneak sneak, sneak no, attack it was past us. Attacks. I snuff you a snuff attacked you,
1: <laughs> and our levels got screwed up. So.
3: Well, snuck that's me. fine.
1: That's fine with me, whatever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're here. There's it's we got Chris, Scott, Troy, and Jake here today. Good no news. Reese.
0: See, good news.
3: Reese couldn't make it here today. He's uh, off, you know, I don't know, gallivanting, being a a good husband, probably. Um, But finally, he's not going to be absent. He's just not here. We'll uh, we'll call it. We're going to call him and let him give his two cents on whatever it is that uh, we're talking about today. What is it that we're talking about today?
1: So our topic of today is the best Score Original score for films.
3: Oh, cool. So what have you been doing to this week, Chris? Um, I saw the Lego
0: movie. I took my kids to it. Was it good? I really liked it. Uh, I loved the first it one. It was awesome. Everything about it was awesome.
3: I heard that it wasn't, aw- that everything is not awesome.
0: That's actually a song in the movie. Everything oh. is not awesome. Yeah, there, it says uh, everything's not awesome when you have unrealistic expectations. Yeah. <laughs>
3: very verbose <laughs> uh, that uh hurts
2: it's uh,
0: yeah it was actually a really good see i love the first movie too like i loved it yeah it was great um this one's super meta there's a part in the movie where a character is like you know none of this is happening this is all uh, um preconceived notions in a prepubescent boy's head about the the idea of imagination dying, and they're like, "What?" and he's like, "Or is it? I don't know." <laughs> That's awesome. It's it's funny. I I really liked it. Nice. So
1: I saw a part in the preview where Chris Pratt his is fighting Chris Pratt or something. There's multiple Chris Pratts. Mm-hmm. Was that was that part pretty funny?
0: So he Chris Chris Pratt plays two characters, but so does Will Arnett. So he just voices multiple. Characters. Wait, what was the
1: other character Will Arnett played? Bruce Wayne.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny because whenever they call him Bruce, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, who? I'll <laughs> listen, Bruce. And he's like, wait, who? He looks over his shoulder. St-
1: I still laugh in uh, in the Lego Batman movie when Joker's like,
0: Bruce Wayne is
1: Batman's roommate?
0: Or <laughs> <laughs> any uh, Robin thinks he has two dads because Bruce Wayne adopted him, so did Batman. <laughs> And he, he's like, oh, you live in Bruce Wayne's basement? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love, <laughs> I love Lego Batman. <laughs> when he, like, rips off his tights and he's like, there we go. That's so freeing. And Batman's like, I can only look you in the eyes right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I
0: didn't watch that movie. I watched Lego Movie too. It was just as good. I love the Lego movies. Yeah. The second part. The I was part.
1: I was a little worried because I, I worried it wasn't going to be as good or just be good because yeah. I heard it was getting kind of ripped apart by some critics or something. Was
0: or, it really? I, I don't know. It's got like 90% on RT, so is that any indication? But I knew it was going to be good because Lord Miller wrote it, and those two guys have not made a bad movie. They wrote Spider-Verse, so those guys are amazing. Anything they touch is gold. There you go. It's at eighty five percent, so yeah,
3: there you yeah, go. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, what have you been doing, Troy?
1: Uh, so every time I talk to you guys, I talk about true crime documentaries. <laughs>
3: I freaking, I Are you still
0: watching that Pocatello one? No, I finished that one. So that, you, that there's was a Pocatello
3: that was, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, my, yep, my wife has been telling me all. That was got the, to be the most horrifying one of them. Apparently, all.
0: in that one, the guy that kidnaps his daughter, he feels super bad for him, so he kind of pleasures him with his hand. Is that?
1: Did that happen? Okay. So no, <laughs> but he, the guy, about that. the guy did. Okay. So the guy, <laughs> the guy, <laughs> so manipulated misguide, the guy, Okay, first of all, this isn't the one I'm talking about. So thanks for hijacking my part. Just elaborate more, please. <laughs> okay. So the one it's called abducted in plain sight. It's just one. It's a, it's a movie documentary. It's not a series. So it's just one, uh, it's an hour and a half or whatever, but the guy kidnaps a girl twice right the same um, girl and the same girl twice yeah and he the same guy he manipulates himself into their family into very various aspects like the thing that Chris is referring to is that he convinces the f- girl's father to give him a because oh he's goodness. talking about like how his wife won't please him or whatever and he's like just whips it out and he's like will you do something will you help me and the guy's like okay that's
0: exactly what I said and you said no not really that was before
1: he he kidnapped his daughter though
0: why does it matter when it happened it still happened because you said after he kidnapped is, his daughter
1: gave not- adding insult to injury <laughs> it kind of changes the context a little bit but Fo- Fox but,
4: what's would not worse? allow this talk on the Simpsons by what's, the way
0: what's wor- the call that sound what, <laughs>
1: what's worse oh, I should probably write that down huh? um <laughs> Uh, what's worse about that is, um, that the wife also sleeps with him. Um, and the, the, the mom, the Man, girl's mom sleeps with this guy, time. but she sleeps with him after he kidnapped her the first time. So that's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty. She knew that he kidnapped her daughter.
0: Yeah.
4: it's messed up. People, why do people,
0: people watch true crime? I don't know. Kylie, why do people watch True crime. I don't get it. I,
3: That's, I, that stuff dude, is honestly, gross.
1: I can't get enough of it. Like, it's crazy. So right
0: now, the one I've been watching... The only people I know that are into it are like attractive white women and Troy. <laughs> <laughs> that must be why you're so attracted to me then, Chris. The
1: yeah. That, 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 so Kylie said uh, something about learning how to do perfect crime. Troy's right? trying to learn how to do the perfect crime. Oh, yes, yes. Anyway, the one I've been listening to or I've been watching has been, it's also on Netflix, Is called The Ted Bundy Tapes.
3: Nope. Nope, nope, nope that's my my wife watched that one too and she that is the biggest bowl of nope I've ever
2: given. It's funny how like is your
0: wife watching it too? Yeah. Yeah, all of our attractive
3: white wives are watching. She's
1: actually farther along in it than I am, and like
3: she I mean anyway. That guy that seriously one of the Oh, yeah. No, that one... Most messed up. That one hits... There, there's little. some, like, Idaho and Utah Mormons
1: in that one, too. Yeah, there, that one hits Ooh. a lot closer to home because he was all over Utah and mm-hmm. Idaho and Washington, Colorado. That one hits a little bit closer to home than, than abduction in plain sight, but it's it's pretty, <laughs> mess, it's pretty messed up. It's all crazy, but, um, yeah. Can't wait to tell you about the next one I
3: watch. <laughs> <laughs> I can. Uh, I can wait. <laughs> so I've been watching... I just started, and... I've gotten through the first season. Just started the second season of Brooklyn Nine Nine,
2: mm. and I
3: know that some of you have I been have already show. seen that. Oh, so all of you have already seen the show, and this show kills me. It's so good. A- what A- took you so long, bro? I don't know. That I'm lazy. It's weird how I'm, I'm too lazy to watch
2: TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what Matt? I feel about like Instagram. Like I should make an Instagram post, but I'm super lazy. <laughs>
1: That show is perfect for Andy Samberg.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Andy Samberg it, it kills. Is, in Andy Samberg
0: also did the soundtrack for Lego Movie, so there you <laughs> go. Bring it back.
3: No, but wow. um, that yeah. and the oh man, Boyle and it's everybody. Every character on that show is perfect. Yeah, really. What makes it is the casting and and mm-hmm. every yeah. one of them. Andre Browner is one of the funniest. Which one is that? Co- the, Captain, Captain, oh, Captain! He Holt. plays that Holt. so
4: perfectly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because because every sitcom has to have a, a gay character, and he plays it so funny. Yeah, I, but he well, does.
0: <laughs> it's funny because that's it's kind of the trope that every every sitcom has to have a gay character. Uh-huh. But he's a super serious, like.
3: Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> oh yeah. every Thority every singer. gay
1: character has to be flamboyant, out there. But he's like the manliest man. He was like stereotypical. I love In the, the episode of, I just
3: gay. watched. He was talking to the to the sergeant, and he says. Um, Terry. Like, yeah, he's like he's, he's like he's awesome. like, I'm in such a bad mood. My husband is a- angry with me because I haven't s- smiled in literally weeks. <laughs> and he goes, When did you used to smile? And he goes, Literally always. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cool, like how Dude, how far so into you're in, in season that. one, right? I mean, I'm just started season two. It's
1: really funny how how the relationship between the captain and and uh, Peralta, yeah, uh, how it how it like progresses, how it changes and and things,
3: yeah.
0: Could they get like yeah, a bromance <laughs> eventually? Yeah,
3: and it's like father son. It's thing. it's so great. Like
0: really
2: there's, there's
3: there's a lot of like subtle humor that is fun to laugh at, but there's also a lot of just like. Dick and fart jokes <laughs> that are absolutely hilarious. Like, we. The, the, I just watched an episode where uh, where Hitchcock is trying to get uh, trying to get uh, um, the nerdy guy. What was his name again? Boyle. Boyle. Hitchcock was trying to get Boyle to make Jake be friends with him, and they end up fighting with each other in the in the locker room, <laughs> and. <laughs> Hitchcock is lying on his back on the on a on a bench, and Boyle is under the bench with his arms and legs wrapped around. Him. And as, and the captain walks in and sees him, and then just walks out. And then you hear you hear Hitchcock go, "Ow, you're grabbing my boobs,
0: dude." I love Hitchcock, and it is
3: so sophomoric and stupid. But I like seriously, me and my roommate like we laughed for 15 minutes straight a stupid joke of him, ow, you're grabbing my Dude, boobs. Like you
0: mentioned <laughs> subtle humor because they'd have a lot of subtle humor in it. Right. But Amy Santiago did something that, like, the whole precinct was mad at her for. And so she comes in and sits down, and Jake turns around and is like, oh, hey, look, it's Iago. And she's like, I'm really surprised that you're familiar with Othello. He's like, what are you talking about? I called you the bird from Aladdin. You're going to kill me.
1: Um, I was really, really mad that Fox canceled him but then got really, really happy when NBC picked him back up. I mean, yeah,
0: Yes, you guys better watch if you wanted to keep
1: going. Yeah.
3: Anyway, just, this could just turn into repeating lines because yeah. I've, oh, yeah. I've got about 1,000 lines running through my head that I want to repeat because it's hilarious. Dude, I was
4: going through this like but, six years ago when I was watching it live.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no one watched it. But anyway, it's a great show. Watch it if you can. Get yeah, on Hulu. Fantastic. Watch it. When it comes back on live on TV, watch it, support it, make sure it stays on the air.
2: Yep.
4: So, um, what I've been up to. Um, so my uh I have a 3-year-old son who whoever has toddlers knows that like kid shows are like the worst unless you find a good one. Uh,
0: PJ Masks. Oh my goodness. There's PJ like Masks. only 6 PJ Masks episodes. That, I that's
4: what I know, That's
2: the worst part, of it. I know. So, puppy Dog um,
0: Pals it's over and over. So,
4: there's uh the Aquabats actually have a kid's show and we've been and Leroy's been watching the Aquabats super show and it is actually really pretty is good. Is it old? So so there's like episodes that are like five years old. It's it's a couple years old, um, maybe longer than that. But uh, they recently did a Kickstarter where they got like Jack Black and a bunch of other bigger name actors to to promote it. And they just released a new season. And you guys are watching the new one? Yeah, we we, we just uh, we just actually ordered the first season on on DVD. Oh, really? And and the this newest season is on YouTube. So oh, nice. It's pretty good. It's it's really funny. There's there's stuff in there for the parents. You know, good good children shows will have like two layers: one for the kids,
1: one for the parents. And this
0: one, this one's pretty good. Dude, sorry, go ahead, Trey.
1: I was just gonna say, on that note, about watching. Kids stuff over and over and over again. I I constantly I have three girls, so I constantly am watching Disney princess stuff. But lately, it's all been all about Wreck It Ralph 2 and I'm my head's <laughs> about to explode. <laughs> so, uh, my, my, uh, Leroy
4: also really loves Star Wars, and he loves um, um, the newest
0: one, right? Rebels, or uh, no, the newest the movie, new new Solo, one. no, the no, cartoon Solo.
4: No, not the cartoon, Jedi. Last of the Jedi. Last of the Jedi. Oh, Last Jedi. And he, he calls it Star Wars Bombers because it's the opening scene has bombers and he has a toy bomber, so he thinks it's the coolest thing. And uh, so my uh, one year old daughter will come up to him and go, Star Wars Bombers, because they both <laughs> want to watch it. It's super cute.
3: Also, that's anyway. the coolest thing I've ever
1: heard about kids. Yeah, I know.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Dude, yeah. my kids don't watch Star Wars. <laughs> there's no way they yeah. would keep their attention long enough. Really so I can don't know
1: most of the ships in the movie. You'd be surprised, man, what I mean.
0: I mean, I've tried. Like I put on like Ant Man and Wash for them or something, and I come back and puppy dog pals is on again. <laughs> or do you know what they're into? They're into like the buddy movies right now, like super buddies. Or, like, yeah, I know. Like the one Ooh. where the dog plays sports? No, no, but they Air Bud had kids. And they're called the Buddies. Oh. So there's like seven of them. And one of them is like a gangster rapper. And he's called like B-Dog. Oh my goodness. Dude, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> nothing that
3: in the rule terrible. book says a dog can't play basketball. <laughs>
0: no,
1: nothing in the rule book.
3: Nothing <laughs> in the the rule book. The or movie.
1: soccer, or football, or baseball somehow. Yeah. Uh,
4: <laughs> So that's that's what I've been doing is Aquabat Super Show. If you have kids, nice. if you have kids, look that up on the YouTubes. It's good.
0: You said Jack Black is. So... He was in one of the advertisements. Have you he ever had... noticed that Jack Black does whatever the hell he wants now, dude? Have it's you seen his, his
4: YouTube uh, yeah, channel? Yeah, he just plays it's games. Uh, it's he's well, turning that's the down whole roles. Ju- that's
0: the whole joke. It's supposed to be a gaming
4: channel, but he hasn't played video games yet. Yeah, he just goes to arcades and stuff. It's it's awesome. <laughs>
0: It's awesome. It's like he's turning down roles left and right. He's being super picky about he's doing like kids roles right now. Yep. He does whatever he wants. It's great. Anyway, that's all.
3: Nice. Okay, we'll move on to our episode today, which is, as Troy said, the uh, greatest film score, not composer, but the the score from the not soundtrack, not soundtrack film score. Yeah. Original film score. The goat. Mm hmm. All right. So, shall we start with uh, shall we start with our runner up? Yeah, runners. Or should we should we do uh, should we run through a couple of honorable mentions that uh, that probably should have made the list but didn't because there's only so many that can go around. Yeah.
4: So I feel really bad. I didn't include Jurassic Park in my list. I'm actually shocked that Jurassic Park didn't make.
0: Is it not because I totally guess you're going to pick Jurassic Park?
4: No. Well, I, I was having the same thought. And that's why I reacted negatively to you saying <laughs> that. Oh, Scott's just going to pick Jurassic Park. No, 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 no.
0: I wasn't. No, making that's how you fun of it. you. Well, that's how I read it. So. I was. I just know you so well, just inside and out, that I knew.
3: See, I. But I, also, this podcast is turning into Jurassic Park podcast. Yeah, I know. Which is not a bad thing. No, Jurassic it's not. Park is a great movie. But see,
1: I listened to the, the Jurassic Park soundtrack <laughs> once. The Jurassic Park soundtrack recently, and there's only one good song on that. So, yeah, uh, the theme song.
3: Yeah. And it might be the greatest Sorry,
2: that I stole that from, from Chris. <laughs> just still Chris's Thunder <laughs> I wasn't going like, to say it yeah, cuz nobody I picked know. it <laughs> Yeah
3: but we can, we can move on yeah. Anyway greatest in my opinion greatest song in movie history at least the so most right iconic. after Raiders of the Last Ark
0: and Star Wars and
3: um No I don't know It's the years. most iconic uh Jaws. however uh So Jaws didn't make the list. Yeah. So
1: let me give you let me give you a few that um, that were talked about when we came up with our list. Mm -hmm. So our honorable mentions: Jurassic Park, Pirates of the Caribbean, or is it Caribbean? Uh, Only when you talk about that movie is it Caribbean.
3: It's if you're talking about the pirates, it's Caribbean. When you travel there, it's the Caribbean. It's the Caribbean. Oh,
1: okay. So it's a rule. Jurassic Park, Pirates of the Caribbean, Terminator, The Dark Knight, Man of Steel, and Man of Steel. Yes, Man of Steel.
4: Let let him have his. It's phone. an honorable. Mention. I guess he's
0: part of the podcast, so he can say yeah. it. You know
4: what? I'm muted. Chris. Uh, did, uh,
3: did, uh, Chris is out of the podcast. <laughs> did, I, I have control. <laughs> is uh, is Raiders not on? Does anything John
0: Williams has ever done? Anything Hans Zimmer has ever done?
3: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Raider's all in um, there now. Have you
0: guys seen Oblivion? <laughs> that that is my honorable mention. That
3: it's great. It's a great soundtrack. M83 did or that Or soundtrack. not soundtrack but score. score.
0: Also on
1: on top of that and and he will be mentioned later but Hans Zimmer with movies like Dunkirk and in uh, Interstellar um and, and I mean, he's done others. And we haven't really episode. gone really into video games. Maybe there'll be another op- uh, po- uh,
0: episode.
3: Oh yeah. Maybe, yeah. <clears throat> But video games have ha, we amazing. We did go over it in our video game podcast. But that was just about the 2018 that. winners. But within reason. That's okay too, though. <laughs> so moving on, shall I start? Yeah. Okay, please, sir. My runner-up for best score, or should we have Reeses? No, well, you're already in middle. You're just already. You're the we're day. in. <laughs> I'm in the middle of it. We'll so my, next, mine is not Reeses. Mine is mine, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. My- <laughs> <laughs> Mine is mine. Mine is mine. But
1: what is it? It's not Reese's. We know that. Nine.
3: Listen, I am going to draw this out. Sometimes I start a sentence without (laughs) knowing. That is exactly what is going on right now. True detective. Never, ever, shut
0: up. Ever will I. Without question.
3: Uh. You know Asians like to have their movies. <laughs> to do this. As a callback. Oh. The- <laughs> okay, I that went off the rails. I'm sorry guys. E.T. <laughs> e. the extraterrestrial. Cool. that is my runner up um, the thing about this is you can't find the best song in this soundtrack mm-hmm. as you go through as I listen through the, the, the songs I was trying to find my favorite song in the best song and there isn't one there is just the soundtrack that goes on and on and it is the best Yeah, it's so good I loved
0: what's, and, uh, what's like the main song though like the, when they're flying over the moon what's it yeah.
2: called what were
0: you it doing? Was for, it was, I, I was, was telling... Yeah. <laughs> so
1: while you're looking for that, the the song where they're going over the moon, um, that soundtrack, So when we did our Halloween episode and I was going through the post and getting that episode together, that song like gave me chills when I put it in. So I, this is a great pick.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. I think...
0: I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is still Steven, Bill, Steven Spielberg's highest grossing movie of all time. Well, still. I mean
1: the logo of Amblin Entertainment, yeah. which is his, is like, Elliot what a and E.T. Special
0: movie E.T. was, and like I show it to my kids now, and they love it. It's so timeless. Yeah, um, it's basically oh. Stranger Things. I remember uh,
4: speaking of my my uh, sister Eliza. She's like 10, 12 years younger than me. I remember showing it to her for the first time we went and got Reese's
1: Pieces and and watched it, and she loved it. She yeah. watched it like every day yeah. after that. We I watched it. Around Halloween time with my family too, and one thing that that uh, Mara, my wife, and I uh, noted when we watched it was like, you know, that E.T. is either a person in a costume like the hands or whatever, or it's completely animatronic. But the way that uh, Steven Spielberg used ET. He was very much a character, but it was weird but it was like, looking at that saying like that's an animatronic you know, it's a puppet. Uh-huh. But it's a, totally a character that you have like these emotions towards, you know, it's And it's, it's the really music cool. that
3: brings up yes, the emotions. Yeah. It's it's the and that that's that's the thing about John Williams and we'll talk plenty about John Williams in this episode because I don't think there's another answer for best composer. Yeah. Um it's kind of like when we did Best Cinematography. There's not another answer for it. But the thing about John Wynn is he's so good at the the, the emotional cues in the music yeah. at the right moment, at the precise moment of when you're supposed to feel yep. the moment. And it's so subconscious that like you're watching the movie and then suddenly you're like – you've got this rising feeling or the sinking feeling as you, as you're you watching don't know it necessarily why you don't exactly know why. And it's because the music stitches so perfectly into the movie mm-hmm. that it's, it, it's works so well in the background of your mind. And that is the perfect way of, of anything in a, any part of a movie. The best way to do it is so that you don't notice it.
4: Yep.
3: It feels because, like an extension to your emotions. Basically. Exactly. And so then, and then once the the music is going, and once it hits its crescendo, then you notice it, and you're like, "Where did it come from? Where did this come from?" I I didn't even realize it was building up until yeah. like you hear the the cymbals crash or whatever, and you're like, "Oh, there it!" Is. it I don't know. The, John Williams is a master, and E. T. is one of his best works, one of his masterpieces. Agreed. So great. Paint. That's my runner up. I love E. T it's so it's so good but this,
0: this is the song that you played for us it's like everything you just said there's scary parts they're getting chased um by the government yeah and then when they take off and fly over them and then the music gets super uplifting and you almost yeah. want to stand up and cheer right i love that i love et mm-hmm.
4: so uh my runner-up is um et on tv um <laughs> <laughs> is stranger things dude dude and and this this soundtrack is really good for another reason I think the 80 Um, cent stuff the 80 cent stuff it's, it's really interesting I was doing some reading on it and uh so it was this this hipster band in Austin Texas called Survive
0: that, like, wasn't doing much. Hipster Band in Austin, Texas. Right. I wonder how they found them. Yeah. Needle in a haystack, dude. Um, I know.
3: <laughs> Needle in a stack of needles. <laughs> well, apparently
4: these guys... <laughs> how they find them? <laughs> these guys uh, are actually really talented, though. Like, They're not only really into, like, the... The really tech techno yi I don't know what to call it, bleeps and bloops type music. Uh um, we call it the synth. band from Yes Men. But uh <laughs> but they're actually really talented at using the 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 synth and the as an
0: instrument and stuff. Like they're really good at it. That's a really hard word for me to say. Synth. Synth. I had a lisp growing growing up.
3: So <laughs> no, so, just the theme song or the intro song.
0: Yeah, over so the really.
3: over the Stranger Things intro intro to it, like <laughs> oh, dude. It
4: yeah k- um
0: is that the theme song
4: yeah mm-hmm. it takes a little while so it's, it's so good um <clears throat> so i have some some fun little facts i guess the duffer brothers they uh they used one of this bands just um they used one of their songs as the uh as just without letting him know just to pitch like the um Mm -hmm. the the trailer for it i think it's kind of fun but um yeah the the music in this show is almost a character in itself like the it it's it informs you It. uh and we talk about what's the Jake you'll know the word you the film word or whatever for a motif a light motif so they actually wanted to do a light motif and it's interesting that they were actually doing the soundtrack at the same time they were filming and so it was it was really like hand in hand um, they're trying to do light motifs but they wanted to get but they got way too specific and so they wrote that that's why the, the soundtrack when you look at it in on Spotify the 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 first uh, the first CD or whatever album for it is like thirty-six uh um songs. Oh really? They, so so they do like every scene has it every single thing has its own little uh, uh piece. Okay. It's really okay. interesting.
3: Yeah. So see and so every moment has its own song, basically. It, this this it all the score for this almost it, it feels the whole show feels like a Spielberg. Sh- show mm-hmm. but the music for it feels like that too like the the, the way it manipulates your emotions in the background without you mm-hmm. noticing yeah and it's super interesting that we we partnered these two right next to each other mm-hmm. because <clears throat> john williams is i mean it's such a classical feel to the to his music and that's an 80s synth feel to yeah. the music but they they both do the same exact work um very, very well. Yep. those it, two picks too
0: are super similar in the sense of the music, the scary kid show, but it's scary. Yeah,
4: listen. Practical th- this effects. song right here, yeah. This one, like, just playing it is like super creepy.
0: What's this one called?
4: This one is called "Lights Out."
0: Is this when they're in the school and they're?
4: I, I don't know what part of the movie I was trying to find out, but oh, right. I was just listening to the soundtrack, and this one is like, oh, this one's just like oh, puts dude, shivers down my spine. It's,
3: it's like they're banging a. Garbage pan, li- yeah. garbage lid. So one thing that's really
1: speaks to the credit of uh, Stranger Things is that, um, that of, of all of our lists, even among our honorable mentions, is this is the only one that's a TV show or series, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like really speaks to, I think, its credit that it's yeah. really well, it's, that great. Cause it's, it's, it's an
0: eight-hour movie. So. <laughs> right. I mean, but still, like... Ooh.
3: But 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 yeah No. Yeah. And when Scotty mentioned that he was going to pick uh, Stranger Things, I didn't I didn't even think about series. I didn't mm-hmm. even think about movies. Right. You, seriously, Game you, the Game of Thrones is another one that should be on the honorable mentions because that was I mean the amount of money that went in just just the soundtrack. Yeah. Or into the the. Gosh, I got to get over that the score, not the soundtrack. <laughs> um. But the I mean it's super iconic. You cannot miss understand or misrepresent whatever the the game of thrones that Mm -hmm. intro music totally dude uh sorry go
2: ahead i
4: was just gonna say one more thing that that was cool about how this uh soundtrack was like interwoven with the story um like like i said that every moment had its own uh song (laughs) basically they uh apparently they they put for the um, auditions, they put their auditions behind the soundtrack, and so that that's how they're making choices. And and the um, so the soundtrack informed some of the decisions they made in casting, and it, and they said vice versa. As that well. is really cool. So, so so even the people that they casted uh, influenced what songs and and how they played the song because of the, the mm. that, that uh, actor or actress's character. That's fascinating. That's crazy. That's really cool.
0: I just had a a quick antidote because you guys, both your choices made me think of this. But every Sunday, my kids know that once we go home from church, I get to pick the movie that we all watch and take a nap to. (laughs) And I'm showing them all these 80s fantasy movies. So the very first movie we watched was NeverEnding Story. Awesome. And then we just watched Labyrinth. And then we watched... um, Dance, Magic, Dance. We watched Dark Crystal... Oh, uh, on sunday great one but the music that you guys played and the practical effects of those two yeah mm-hmm. it's like oh dude i miss those movies so much yeah it was like 80s practical effects It wasn't based on anything wasn't based on a license that anyone was really aware of or anything
4: yeah it was just a uh, crazy uh
0: but that that scary synth cool. music and mm-hmm. this like crazy writing it just I, and i, I know I this those that's that specific genre i just well, special place. I,
1: I know this isn't really like uh, part of the actual music of, of those things but since you bring that up it's interesting because we're talking about with E.T. just E.T. being a puppet and invoking emotions but then you have you mentioned Labyrinth which is basically a Jim Henson movie. Um, it is a Jim Henson and yeah. so,
0: so is Dark Crystal. Okay. He so directed what, it and he wrote it. What's what's wrote it, what's it. great about
1: that and I watched I remember watching a thing about how they made like their puppets with the hands mm-hmm. and stuff and like and everything and it's, it's crazy like anyway and then add obviously great music on top of that and <laughs>
0: Yeah. Have yourself a masterpiece. Good stuff. I'm going to write in our notes. We should have a best 80s fantasy movie episode. Bueno.
1: Do it. and excited. Okay. So uh, should we call Reese? Let's call Reese. All right.
5: Hey, guys. What's up? Beep, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, beep
0: boop, boop, beep. Just ma- <laughs> mash your fingers. The on. fingers you have used to dial are too fat.
5: <laughs> well, my, uh, my run-up Yeah, really was just kind of difficult. This is a really awesome topic there's so many picks out there um, that are worthy of uh, runner-up or um, status, and I really could have picked, you know, from a depth that, that I would have been happy with. Uh, but ultimately, I, I kind of just went with uh, with scores that give me the chills when I hear it. Um, and my runner-up was Inception um it's amazing i don't have my notes in front of me i apologize um i'm just at home with my kids they're downstairs watching uh honey i shrunk the kids but uh i i chose inception because it's one of those movies that it seems like every four or five four or five years uh there's a movie that comes out that the score changes um, kind of a landscape of other movie scores and other movies then mimic it. And Inception was that for me. Um, I felt like after Inception, all other scores were just trying to follow suit and trying to have that good of a score. Um, you know, the final sequence, um, when, they, when he wakes up, when Leonardo DiCaprio wakes up and he's on the airplane and he's trying to put everything back together and kind of think, okay, is this real? <laughs> All the music playing in that moment up until the very end to like the final piano keynote. But yeah, yeah, I had the chills. It's just amazing. And they use that multiple times throughout the movie. Um, but that, that track is just unbelievable. It's so damn good. Um, yeah, so that's why I chose Inception. It just gives me the chills every time I watch that movie.
3: Shut up, Reese. No one cares what you think. Actually, that was a very good pick. Reese, who let you win the house? <laughs> who let you win the house? <laughs> Seriously, I wanted to. Reece, I that want... was actually a decent pick.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wanted to make. I, I wanted to. Inception was probably going to be my goat. You
0: know what, I uh you were going to do better. that, so I incepted you not to do it.
2: <laughs> Whoa.
3: So I, oh, I, what a terrible joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you feel violated,
1: Troy? <laughs>
4: but
3: but You infected about my with, mind?
1: With Inception, like, making you, like, feel those emotions without even knowing that it's the music that's causing it, that's kind of,
0: like...
3: <sighs> oh, Hans Zimmer is... Yeah. is I, mean, I mean, John Williams is great, but Hans Zimmer's right up there. He's well, I think if he really keeps
0: good. going, he may surpass him,
3: yeah. if he keeps going yeah heresy <laughs> it's it's re- I mean and seriously Inception is one of the one of the hallmarks of why Hans Zimmer is so good well he's he's right too
0: it changed uh, movie scores after that probably forever Serious. changed that re- trailers that's for sure I know <laughs> <'Cause> every <laughs> single song had to have a brawl wah, yep. every single one including my pick later
3: <laughs> but it it, it but, was it was excellent it's it, and Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it's also creative
1: too. I mean, like the, all the different things, like you hear the clock ticking in the background, just reinforces time and that time slows down. And as Scott mentioned jokingly, that nobody heard, but uh, was that this, the really loud ball? Is that song slowed down? I mean, it's just, it's, and Rose. It's creative. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm.
4: yeah, and it, 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 like it evokes um, an emotion for sure. And
3: um, yeah, not to mention. I mean we we talked about uh we talked about how uh the talk click the talk clicking mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. clock ticking mm-hmm. um well it, the dark knight is also hans zimmer and that had that really high pitched thing every time it, hans zimmer is just he's a master at his work uh and and it, it's a pleasure to experience one of his movies. Yeah. I mean,
4: he, uh, it, it's, it's it really feels like it's a story driven score. Like yeah. it's, it's very like there's, there's scores out there. Uh, John Williams is, he does really grand pieces and and it like helps the movie flow and it's awesome. It's great. It's probably the best. He's probably the best that's ever done it, but Hans Zimmer does it a little differently where I feel like it really pushes the story as a, as a, a,
1: a character itself. Um Right. Well, and and to great insight to what, uh, like Chris said about, I think Hans Zimmer, especially if he keeps going, like, uh, surpassing, um, John Williams. I mean, it's tough because you have so many already surpassed Danny Elfman. So (laughs) (laughs) what's this, what's this, (laughs) but like, so you have, you have, um, some iconic movies, some iconic theme songs that that John Williams has, has created. But I mean, if you look and I'm not going to go through it, but if you look at, Hans Zimmer's IMDB page you mentioned pr- pirates earlier it's pretty astounding yeah. uh, you're your running up runner up is Hans Zimmer mm-hmm. so yeah. Chris and so like like there's like some great fantastic movies that have some great soundtracks they're both scores.
4: so prolific they, yeah. there's
1: so many movies to look through yep. in their backlog
4: yep
3: so uh, let's hear it Chris
0: uh, yeah as, as Troy mentioned uh, my runner up is a Hans Zimmer movie it's it's Gladiator And I'm kind of mad at Scott because I, I had this uh, super cool point I was going to make and that was a story-driven score. <laughs> <laughs> but he said it before me, so I'll give credit to Scott. But Gladiator is a story-driven score and I listened to the whole thing in preparation for this and each song is titled differently, but there's never a cut in the whole uh, album if you listen to it on Oh, Spotify. really? Yeah, it just I love those. flows right into the next one. So there's a song called like, the general who became a slave, and it's like him being thrown into jail and prison, and then it's the slave who became a gladiator, and it just transitions perfectly into the next one. Dang. So it was actually kind of hard to pick one example uh, to play, and the one I chose ultimately um, was the one that plays at the very end after spoiler. After he dies, what? Yeah. The gladiator? He dies. I mean, it,
1: it's not like it's been out for almost twenty years, you know.
0: So I mean, you've had enough time. I apologize if you didn't know that Maximus Decimus Gluteus dies. But the song is called "Now We Are Free," and Tom um, Zimmer.
4: This when he's in the field.
0: Yeah, when he's well, they actually have a song called "Wheat" when he touches oh, the wheat. Okay. But this is when when he's being carried off on his shield and uh, he's oh. touching the wheat and going to his wife and his kids and the little kid from... Dude, I, I can seriously picture this moment, the moment that you're describing. Yeah, and he's being carried off on a shield and um, I don't know, It's he's free. The song is called Now We Are Free, but he essentially defied, defied the king, defied the kingdom, the slave, and he set these people free, but he's also going with his family who is dead and going uh now, now he's free mm-hmm. he's free from his bonds dude
4: seriously so, there's something about scores like th- like these type of music when there's actual people singing i was just about to make that. oh point. my goodness They're like a different language i don't care it is
0: i love it mm-hmm. it gives you chills it's like almost enya but not enya yeah
4: yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> almost in yeah <ya. laughs> we'll, we'll get to that when we come to my
1: gladiator oh, almost in yeah
3: <laughs> no I, I was just about to make the make the point about uh, this is the first one that's had uh, a voice in it singers yeah. vocals and it seriously it put it's a different feeling it's a, and it's a different uh, dimension to the music yep. that adds a ton to
4: it. It, yeah. it it adds an emotion that you wouldn't get from just a uh, an instrument. You can get close, but um, it's
0: good stuff. stuff about it. It's good stuff. That's a great pick. So I, I've got another one too. It's it's actually a really long one, but it just to show the the contrast between the two songs. This one's called the Gladiator Waltz, and it's uh, when he's fighting the the gladiatrixes, the girls on the chariots, and he's fighting uh, the tigers. But it's just to show like the the rain. What are called? Gladiatrixes? Gladiatrix or something like that. But it, it just to show the range between like the the fight scenes and then the triumphant scenes. Um, but this one, I it's like it sounds kind of like hectic and crazy when you're listening to it. Just out of that's the, what the scene was. Yeah, but when you're watching it in the theater, like you're gripping your seats, like you're like, oh my gosh, they're gonna die, and the music yeah. is so intense to go along with it. But you you can almost tell too that a Han Zimmer.
3: uh, I absolutely love the horns. Yeah. That...
0: Like, the way that he does pirates and everything. Like, Uh he has such... Like John Williams. He Mm -hmm. is such a recognizable... He does. ...style. uh, style. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So this one's called the Gladiator Waltz. Gladiator is one of my all-time favorite movies. And... I anytime it's on TV, I'll sit down and watch oh, it. Yeah. I think everyone in that movie was perfectly cast. Walking dude, Walking Phoenix, is super Phoenix
3: creepy. being the creepiest man alive. Yeah, Oof.
0: um, yeah, I just think that's like a perfect movie. It might be uh, Ridley Scott's best movie.
3: And then the little boy grew up
0: to be Bruce Willis's son. Bruce Willis's <laughs>
2: son.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um. No, it's a great one. It's, a, it's an excellent pick.
0: It, it was hard not to pick number one, but I uh, I didn't pick it number one. Yep. So it was a good runner up for yeah.
1: I think it's fair to say that like all of these picks that made our runner up and our goat mm-hmm. could be goat. Like
0: there's, well, we a, there's somebody's goat,
3: and yeah. a bunch a bunch of them in the honorable mention could be goat. Like right, they're, exactly, this is going to be a tough one to pick. So and- my my
1: runner up, it's actually kind of surprising that it's a runner up, um, but it's one of the most iconic scores. In all of film franchises. Oh, you That's, picked Raiders of the Last Stark? No, that oh. was an honorable mention. Um, I picked Star Wars. Oh. So
0: Did you back. run runner up? Yeah. Okay. Hey, you
1: know, that's no, a uh, plot twist. The, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Star Wars, so I mean, M. Night Shamomans, plot twist of the week. <laughs> but happening <laughs> in the middle. So, um, I mean, Star Wars, I mean, come on, like, there's, I, I've never been to an, I, I never had an experience like this one where I went to go see probably the worst Star Wars movie, the most mediocre Star Wars movie, The Phantom Menace, when I was a kid. And when that, uh, Lucasfilm logo pops up, and then you see the scrolling titles, and then you hear the, 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 Like the theme song, Imperial March, and
3: they hit it with the horns, way loud, right off the bat. Oh my god! The
1: entire audience was going nuts, and I had always heard when I was a kid about how awesome Star Wars was to see in the theaters, and then at that moment I knew why. Like it was, it was more than just watching a movie. It was, it was an experience that you were experiencing that you were having with the audience, and not, not many movies really do that. And it's kind of sad to say that the Phantom Menace did that.
0: But That movie's amazing,
1: <laughs> but the it's 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 kind of weird to say that the Phantom Menace did that, but it had Star Wars attached to its name, so it's hard not to do that, you know. And even when it happens now, even when in uh, the Last Jedi, um, it was still like you know, oh yeah, well, they, yeah. Spine, bad so. movies can have good scores. Yeah, well, I I mean, but that's what I'm saying is is is, is it's on top of a great franchise. Is what I'm but, that, but even
0: because I know you mean the, the Star Wars franchise as a whole. Phantom Menace has amazing music. Like oh, yeah. The Duel of the Fates—that movie gets my heart is, racing. Is that? That's the one they play at the end when he's when they're when, Darth Maul and Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Yeah, that song is amazing. It really is. Like I, I can like sing it. There's no lyrics to it, but I can do. But it fits so yeah. well in, in all of it. You know what I mean? Like it's just that's the, that's the score for Phantom Menace is so good. But just Star Wars as a whole, it's a shame. That this isn't anybody's goat. Yeah, I no. would have voted for this. Yeah, it's seriously. It is
4: the. We talk about iconic. I, I, I Jurassic Park has to fall to Star Wars. Yep. Yeah. It's just but, but, so there's, iconic. There's
0: a Star Wars song, but then there's the Imperial March. Mm-hmm. There's a Stormtrooper. There's
1: the Cantina. The
4: Cantina. Well, and then. And Reese.
0: We all know
1: that Reese would have something to say about the Cantina. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, like, just going back to the Imperial March, I want to talk about that for a second. Like, like up until okay so so Darth Vader is probably the if not one of the biggest villains in all of movie
0: lore and everything I mean if, if he isn't then who is like it has to be
1: right I mean I just you know yeah it is what it is but his the Imperial March like his song is it, it, that's part of Darth Vader like Darth Vader wouldn't be Darth Vader Unless he had that song, that Agreed. that song behind him. I agree. You know? And same with same with Luke Skywalker. Like Luke Skywalker, the the actual the main um, Star Wars march. What's it called again? The Imperial. No, no. no the no. main the main theme. It's the main, just the main I think theme. it's just called <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> the main theme. It, you you attribute that, even though it's the main theme to Star Wars. I attribute that personally to Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? Like it's it's because. But
0: well, there's yeah. also the music on Tatooine when he's looking at the binary suns like that's that's the yeah, luke skywalker yeah. song
1: or when yeah exactly so
3: anyway there we go that's seriously it it's it, it, it's hard to even talk uh, i mean to know what to say about it because the, there's nothing more to say well and the thing it, is it's too, almost is, it's almost like dropping a mic like
0: it's uh it's been out for 40 years now and scott troy our kids know that song my, my kids don't know the Jurassic Park theme song. Right. They definitely know Whose the Star Wars song. Whose fault is that? Song. I mean, my kids like Jurassic Park. They definitely <laughs> like it. But the second they hear a Star Wars song, they know exactly what it's from. It's true. Well, it doesn't
4: th- matter which movie. you can,
1: You can tell it's a, it's a Star Wars song. To your guys' point as well, it's almost criminal that this song isn't on one of our goat. Yeah, know,
0: Troy, like, I was kind of waiting for you to do that. Well, I threw... You a, are a criminal. I threw an
3: M. Night Shyamalan on you. <laughs> Shyamalan. Shyamalan um i hope they tow your car (laughs) right next year's so (laughs) cool well yeah i I mean that is a very powerful list of runner-ups yes it (laughs) is that's that's a kind of crazy that the the runner-up list is that list um but let's move on we'll get into our goat picks should we call reese right away yeah, let's sure. call yeah, we'll let's call us call right now. Okay. We're gonna call him again. We're gonna call him back. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We probably should have gotten the the gotten it yeah. right away, but anyway. That's
1: not what we do here. <laughs> you know?
0: Let's let's bug him again. Let's, let's bug him Maybe up. he's on the toilet and he can talk. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. Hey guys. Uh really glad you guys
5: called me again. Uh that's awesome. Uh, so my goat. Gore, um, again, just came down to movies that gave me chills, uh, that, that continually give me chills when I hear the music or uh, invoke some sort of uh, response, physical response, take that how you will. Um, but Back to the Future, uh, I mean, it's for me personally, it's the most iconic. Um, you know, I grew up with my, I'm the youngest of seven and all my older siblings were obsessed with Back to the Future. Um, you know, my sister Natalie, she still has a Delorean keychain. She's had it for like 15 years. Um, and, uh, Back to the Future was just so iconic for me and still is to this day that it's just, every time I hear the music, uh, I just get excited, um, I I can hear that music in any situation and know exactly what it's from. Um, I don't feel like any other movie has been able to mimic it exactly. Uh, have they've never been able to reproduce the feelings that I get when I hear the score from back to the future and not to mention the music used uh, as a part of the soundtrack. Um, you know, Huey Lewis and the news is just great. Um, I don't know if Huey Lewis and the News were really on the map before Back to the Future, but I know they were on the map after Back to the Future. And so all of the music for Back to the Future is just so good. It's just fantastic. And they use they use music um, as part of the storytelling um, later in the film when Marty McFly is playing uh, at the Under the Sea Ball or whatever it's called. Um, they use you know, Chuck Berry in the in the uh, in the stories, so it's just all the music in Back to the Future is, is fantastic. But the main the main score, the main song um, for Back to the Future is just iconic, and it's the goat for me. It's it's just awesome. Shut up, Jake. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs>
3: Got a breeze. Good pick, Reese. Actually, it was a really good pick. I love them that movie. I like the music.
0: Love the Back to the Future soundtrack. And he said, he actually made a really good point. He said, it's like hasn't been duplicated really. Like it, yeah. It's a super unique soundtrack that really stands out.
1: Oh, I thought the point you were going to make was about his sister's keychain. Because <laughs> you know, super relevant.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> um. But not not only the soundtrack in Back to the Future, but even like some of the audio cues that they use. Like I can hear in my head the flux capacitor turning on, the boom, and then like the lights blinking on the circuit board, or even like the the sound yeah. that DeLorean makes when the door. They have over. they
3: have like chimes. Yeah. Every time they something transition. every time something's uh, important happens, mm-hmm. there are little chimes that happen and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That Alan Silvestri, man, a he's good at what he does. Yeah, he did the Avengers too. He's doing all of the Avengers movies. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. What what else did? Let me check. He oh, he did Ready Player One and Forrest Gump. Like Forrest Gump's a good soundtrack yeah, too. yeah. Alan Silvestri, man, he knows what he's doing. It's a that's a good one. That's a I like the pick. Uh, I don't necessarily like it for goat, but. um,
0: (laughs) I think, I mean, to me, it's up there, though. Like, it's, to me, it's classic.
3: It um, is classic. Is it better than Star Wars, though?
0: No, I mean, I was even thinking that, too. The only thing I compare with, like, I hear something and I instantly know what it's from. The only two franchises I can think of is Star Wars and Back to the Future. Like, I hear a flux capacitor noise. I know what that's from. I hear a lightsaber. I know what that's from. So that's what to me that's what they did a good job of. That's just, fair.
1: Personally, if I were to take Reese's two picks, I would put Inception above Back to the Future. But
0: that's I mean, personally that's not taking anything away from Back to the Future, but I mean I, I to like I see why you But would I'd say also that put Star Wars about that too. So the the music and in Inception is really, really good. But I think Back to the Future has almost like stood the test of time.
1: Which is like, interesting. About yeah, and and that topic
4: what, of that movie is time travel. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why uh, with my runner-up, I was Stranger Things. I was kind of afraid to choose it because there's recency bias. Where I, I didn't want to. I was trying to really think like, is this what I really feel, or is it just because I'm excited about it now? It's funny. Um,
3: I never mind. That's a, off the topic. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's uh, it was good. It was very good. Uh, And then he he brought up, he kind of broke the rules and brought up uh, the soundtrack, the music Mm -hmm. from it that wasn't the score. Uh, But he was right. Huey Lewis and the News was great. Chuck Berry, like some great stuff. Yeah.
0: and I'll forever associate it with those those movies. Yeah right.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, Right. <laughs> that's a little uh... little little side topic. So I do I did a little bit of a cinematography for um, a band, a local band that plays some of those some of those popular songs. Uh-huh. And they played that song, the uh, Chuck Berry, right, uh-huh. the one that's at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Johnny Be Good. Yeah, Johnny B. Good. And the guitarist, he actually like played it and did the little kick that uh, that uh, Michael J. Fox does. And it did was, he
0: transition to, the, to Van Halen too? Uh, well,
1: yeah, he did. He, he like nice. stood on his knees and then the, the mic, the guitar cut out and everybody was just staring at him and, nice. and then he started disappearing. Interesting.
3: Nice. Um, so let's move on to my goat and I have said this since, uh, forever that I think the best soundtrack in the history of movies ever has been the last of the Mohicans. You have been saying this for a long time. I've been saying this forever. This soundtrack to this movie, in my eyes, is second to none. It is absolute perfection. Um, it fit like like the tone. Obviously, the tone of the movie is set by the soundtrack, but <clears throat> the movie, the quality of the movie, is where it is because of the soundtrack. This movie all, all this movie it almost is its soundtrack. Without the soundtrack this movie isn't half. I think the movie the soundtrack
0: is. is better than the movie.
3: I would agree. <laughs> it's, it's I would good. agree. Yeah. And that that and I think that's part of what I don't know if the music in this soundtrack is better than the music in other soundtracks but the soundtrack is better than the movie and the 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 reason why the movie is so good is because of the music, mm-hmm. because of the, the soundtrack, you, the score, because of the score, because of the way Trevor Jones was able to put this movie together, and it just there, there's nothing quite like that that uh, song when the when the old Mohican, the old dad, mm-hmm. is running up the hill. To go catch his son because his son is chasing the the bad guys up the hill. And, uh. Are you gonna gonna play it? What's his name? Hawkeye? Wesley Studi. But what's the. What's the actor's name that always plays a bad guy? Um, Cuts out the dude's heart in this movie? Oh, Gene Hackman. Not Gene Hackman.
0: (laughs) But he always plays a bad guy.
3: This is just the main title. Is that what it's called, too? His main title? Main title, Yeah. yeah. But it's just.
0: But this is, this is what I picture when they're running up the hill in, like, slow motion to this song right here.
3: The drums, the low horns, the, the... I will find you! The high strings, like... Dude. Dude. um, Yeah, so it's just... But then, I mean... It's coming up. It's coming.
0: You know what? Uh, it's funny, though, um, just to kind of comment on this movie. Uh we had a a group thread going a long long time ago and we had a debate on what was better, Last of the Mohicans soundtrack or Jurassic Park. And it was like kind of 50-50 and I was I was totally last of the Mohicans team um because I said that every single song in Last of the Mohicans is amazing. Jurassic Park's theme song might be better, but when you compare it to every single song of Last of the Mohicans And this is actually one of the debates that made me want to start a podcast because I was like, "We should be recording. We're so entertaining. (laughs) We should should be recording this conversation." No, it is true though because
4: Jurassic Park it peaks really high, Mm -hmm. but it's not super top heavy.
3: But it doesn't. It's
4: not consistent
3: Mm -hmm. like this is top to bottom. This is my all time favorite soundtrack. Jake's been beating this drum for a while. For too. a long time. Yes. <laughs> nothing <laughs> if not consistent. I've been, I've been waiting <laughs> to to really brag about this one, and this is like this soundtrack almost got me through college. <laughs> <laughs> almost. This was like this was the uh, this is the soundtrack. This is what it was playing when I was studying. Like. This is what plays when I need to like lock down and concentrate. Mm-hmm. I play it when I'm working out, uh, which I mean, if you if you were to see me, you'd know that wasn't very often. But uh, oh, so you play it, like once a year. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? You're super swole. Swole. swollen. Swole. Uh, <laughs> did I get Did you get stung by a bee or something? Like twelve of them. Twelve of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I I don't know. I I this This score holds a very special place in my heart, and I absolutely adore the music in this movie um and like Chris said, like every song you're like, "Wait, isn't this the best song in the soundtrack?" Mm-hmm. or well, they're all variants of that song. that's right true, there, but the light motif is very strong through the entire soundtrack mm-hmm. um but yeah. Great, great soundtrack. That's my pick for go. That's yeah, a good pick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All, <laughs> All right, pick. Scotty, you're up.
4: Mine is uh, not a huge surprise. Lord of the Rings, the trilogy. What what more can you say about it? like it, it's it's kind of like Star Wars where it's like where it's multiple <laughs> multiple movies that build on each other really good lots of really really strong light motifs with the um, the Shire theme the Edorus theme the um, Rivendell Rivendell Sauron
3: Sauron yeah the, the, the nerd yeah I know. Oh, it's so good. You don't know the half of it. <laughs> if that's what makes you a nerd, then I've... So, the thing, um,
0: you're like that grumpy dwarf that's always grumping around. What's his name again? Chris. That's it.
1: <laughs> so the, the the thing about this soundtrack, or sorry, score, um, um, is that... Uh, the movie, the movies, the trilogy are on such a grand scale yep. that you really have to have a score that matches that. Yeah, it, or it, it's gonna fail. That's
4: the truth. And uh, and you talk about the the score being half of the movie. This is that's really the case in this. Who's the composer? It's um,
0: James Horner. Is that it? No, no. it's uh, Howard Shore. Howard that's it. And
4: he's done lots. He's done. Uh, he did like Seven, Silence of the Lambs, Gangs of New York, um, The Departed. Uh, He's, he's really? Those cool. are all
0: super different than Lord of the Rings, yeah.
4: too, right? I yeah. know he, there, he's done a ton of others. I, those are just ones I cherry picked. Um, he did the Fly in 1986,
5: which is, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <Hurrah>. Um, <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: I don't know what what more to say. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's the you said it. The light motif of Kaza of itch.
0: Doom, though, you should play that one because I think that is to me that is. Lord of the Rings in a nutshell Bridge
3: of Cards of Doom mm-hmm. I, in, in, to me it's Edoras oh really anything Edoras oh me too I don't anything, even know I don't even know what that means that's the Ro- Rohan
4: oh the Rohan so theme. this is, this is Edoras it, it takes a couple seconds to, to hit and then you're like oh
0: okay well I, that, I know they have that familiar like string yeah
3: so good. Oh, it's, it's the high like fiddle music almost that they're using in it. It's, oh, but then but the, you said it earlier that, Sam when he makes his speech at the with, in the second movie at the end of the second movie yeah and the sorry the uh, and the he makes his speech at the end of the second movie and the the Hobbit or the Shire music plays over it. Yep. it's cheating. It is because it's such that that is the emotional center of all three movies is yep. that
4: speech and then he, yeah and then he does it at the end in when when they're on mount
3: doom trying to climb up and he's saying if i can't carry it i'll carry you and it's like and then the, oh. and then that music plays in that horrible place and the juxtaposition of that light soft yeah. music to the awful place that they're in. It's so, it, it, it's very, very effective in, um, in evoking emotion.
4: Yep. Cause it calls back to, you know, you can picture the Shire when you're listening to it.
2: Yeah.
0: So here's bridge of Kazad doom. This is what, Ooh. that's what makes you think. Lord yep. of the Rings. Like if you had the star Wars song, yeah, this is the Lord of the Rings song to me. For yep.
4: sure. I, I agree. Um, but the, like the ones that I, because, um, in, in our family, the Giffords, we we watch all the all of the Lord of the Rings every year, and have a whole day dedicated to it. And we've been doing it for 15 years now. We love Lord of the Rings. Um, it, it's uh, the it's the more deeper cuts that I really enjoy. Um, there's lots of good ones. So, yeah.
3: it, but in my it's, it's it's the feeling of each. Theme. Yeah, that—that's Every- what I mean to
4: say. Is uh, is really the the thing that sets Lord of the Rings apart as far as score goes is the heavy use of leitmotif and the and the stark difference. Like, there's a theme, there's a tone to it to the as a whole over all three movies. But you hear one bit, you hear like two notes, and you know exactly what theme it is. Like, mm-hmm. it's
3: very, very unique, and you know, like. It's the Battle of the Pelennor Fields. Yeah. There are so many different things going on, and you know exactly where you're at in the battle based on the music, the theme. Because the you have the you have the Rohan theme going, and you know that the the horses are showing up. You have the Gondor uh-huh. theme. You have the 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 orc themes, and you can you can keep you know exactly who's in power based on the music that's playing at that point. It, it's so.
0: Not for a lack of trying, but I have not been able to watch all twenty hours of this movie every single year like like you guys do. But that doesn't apply to me at all. Like listening to a song, I cannot go. Yeah, this is this scene and that's that scene. Like I just don't think
3: you literally just said you do. No, but like the <laughs> with the other Pel- movies, Pel-
0: Field*. But, but *Lord of the Rings*, that that doesn't do it for me. Is what I'm saying. Oh. But uh, like I said, I haven't been able to watch it every single year. Oh,
4: I, oh. I've almost gotten to a point where watching the movies and listening to the soundtrack in my car or while I'm working or something. are the same it, thing. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Or are different. Like I, I'm experiencing the story in two different ways. Like, it's,
3: it's really cool. It is. It's, I mean, we could go on for, I could go on for hours and hours and hours about this, to, about, I know I
4: want, I'm like resisting movies, playing these all these songs. Yeah. There's like, but one of my favorites is Am On Hen is uh, in the first one this one
0: what's is this uh, Galadriel's theme or
4: no this is uh, in the fellowship towards the end when they're on the hill fighting it's
3: uh, it's when he's exactly at the top well, yeah, he's when... on the top of the hill sitting in the chair and it zooms in on the eye Um, while right right before um,
4: uh, uh, what's his face Aragorn didn't, doesn't take the ring and closes his hand and said I would have mm. followed you to the end
0: and then they fight Lars right after this. <laughs> so good, dude. I still think Lars is like the best antagonist in that whole trilogy. Find
2: the
3: So, that's my pick. Yep. Fight me. <laughs> I, I refuse. <laughs> um, that Seriously, the... the... So good. I, it transports me exact to, to exactly what scene is going on every yep. time I hear it, but... <laughs> But like Chris said, I'm, I've, I've kind of tattooed this stuff into my brain <laughs> at this point.
0: Okay, yep. who's next? Uh, I think it's me. Let's hear it. Uh, my pick is Tron Legacy. <laughs> and uh, Tron Legacy to me is, is a kind of a different choice than... Um, yes, it is. Because it's, it's not epic, sweeping sounding like Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, or even Star Wars. Um, but it's a soundtrack that has stood out to me so, so much ever since I heard it. Uh, this is a case of a soundtrack being miles better than the movie actually was. But every single scene in the movie, the Daft Punk brothers, I don't know if they're brothers, but Daft Punk made, yeah. made a theme for that. I remember when this came out, like... It was before I got into
4: listening
1: to soundtracks. because
4: mm. Right now, I, I love this topic, by the way, because I, I, I've had this soundtrack playlist on on Spotify. Your playlist is
1: actually what made me want to do it because I was like, I want to listen to something that I'll actually really enjoy. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to listen to this course. I've actually
0: given the link of Scott's uh, soundtrack playlist to multiple oh, people to me too. study. Me too. There's the like fact, 400 plus. The fact 200, 200 of those are like, were added by me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the fact that you made it open to all of us to be able to add what we wanted to. And then Chris would just go and take mine off. Um, was, you, put
0: the, you put the entire Halo 3 soundtrack on Halo there. 3 is fantastic. There's one song.
4: <laughs> okay. So anyway, the point I was making is like this. The uh, the Tron soundtrack is is one of the first ones I really loved listening to just as a soundtrack in, on, in my ears, like walking yeah. around. Uh, so and yeah. like
0: there's just the tone piece to start off. It's called the Grid, but you get to hear um, beautiful voice of Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, the Grid. The um, but it just kind of sets the tone, and you can see like the Grids coming from like the where grid. It's like coming towards you. You can Dude, I'm really
4: glad you chose this I love this soundtrack yeah
3: I tried to clusters of information as they through the computer what did they
4: look like? and this is one of those ones where it's like the movie was so so it was a good movie it wasn't great
0: I, I really like the movie but, but the soundtrack is so much better than the news, than the movie like the soundtrack carries the entire movie
4: day, and it was because they got
0: uh Daft Punk. Daft Punk to do it and they, and they were in the movie in the club the the visuals and the um,
3: that part was great too by the way when all the people start dying and Daft Punk looks at each other and just like alright they start going at it with the music it was fantastic I,
0: I actually w- was going to pick one of those songs to, to play that one specifically but the rest I had to just kind of be picky and choosy with the ones that I picked I know it's so hard um <laughs> But this is the tone piece of the entire film. And the visuals and the color and the daft punkiness, just such a perfect marriage, all go along so well. Absolutely. Um, there's one called. Because it almost seems. The game seems... has changed. It, it almost seems gimmicky to get
4: Daft Punk to do your song to do your score, but for, for this movie for in particular, Tron, it's, it's pretty,
0: not. It's, it's it's it goes exactly along with, well, with the movie. Is and right. Reese made a point earlier about when a soundtrack comes out that changes the game. Funny enough, this song is called "The Game Has Changed," <laughs> but a soundtrack will come out and change the game. Um, uh, new movie started getting actual composers to do their music after this, like a. Uh, What's that movie about Facebook? They got nine inch nails to do their their social score. Social network. Yeah, social network got nine inch nails to do the. So score they get actual network. bands to do it. And they and they won an Academy Award for it. Um, Oblivion got M83. That's Trent Reznor. Yeah.
3: Does, almost solely does now scores now. Yeah, uh,
0: Another really? one is yeah. Mad Max. Mad Mad Max got Junkie XL. That's to like do their that's like score. I guess
4: the Stranger Things. Yeah. With yeah. that, vision is it vision whatever it is.
0: Um, But this this is another example of a score that you hear, you know exactly what it's from. And every single song that they made for the movie just fits so perfectly in with the movie.
4: I was watching this thing, um, not to steal from this, but I was watching this thing about the the Stranger Things guys, because it's kind of similar to, to this. And they said it's so weird because you're used to writing songs that build crescendo and, and mm-hmm. fall, you know But when you're, pl- when you're doing it for a, a soundtrack or for a score for a movie It goes up and then down and then, and then like a little thing happens So they have to do a little up mm-hmm. thing and, and The it starts, jump scare Yeah, and it's like it's so They said it's like it messes with your brain It's just crazy weird to write music for a movie yeah. As a
3: band I never even would have thought of that. That's yeah. an interesting... There's no... Uh, there's no,
4: They crescendos, but it's like... It's not like a regular song. You,
0: yeah, you, right. you watch the way they work, and they watch the scene first, and then they write the music to go right. with the scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, when the, the guy jumps out of the closet to scare him, there's a loud uh-huh. violin to go with it. Uh-huh. So Daft Punk had to watch the movie. Speaking of, there's a part where the main character is falling, and he's fighting a character named Rinsler, who has his own theme song, too. Um... But the song is called "The Fall," and it, when they're when you're playing, when you're watching the movie. They're falling and they're fighting each other, throwing their tron discs at each other. But this song reminds me, or it ma- makes me think of somebody falling, I guess, in a video game in tron yeah. and fighting each other. Like it's kind of intense. It's uh, it's got like this noise, like static noise in the background, that uh, sounds like wind is rushing past your ear or something. Yeah, dude, the soundtrack is so it good. It is so good. Oh, man. It is so good. You're kind
4: it, of convincing me. that I don't know.
0: <laughs> um, and I I save I saved the best for last because I have so many examples and I'm being selfish right now. but I would call this indulgent. Yeah. <laughs> the end titles. <laughs> but that's kind of the, the name of our game, isn't it? The end titles, just to wrap the whole movie up, it's just called Tron Legacy. End titles. I'll play it for you now. Might be my favorite... Ending songs for a movie, probably ever.
3: I feel like I'm playing Captain Falcon or something, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like.
0: But Tron's a video game, yeah. And I don't know. To me, it might be the most perfect soundtrack ever. There's no bad songs. Every single scene fits so well in the movie, and they differentiate themselves so well. Like, like it's all kind of samey because it's Daft Punk and it's electronic but it's not samey in the sense when you listen to it with the movie.
4: So it, it fits so well, you choosing a movie that's a video game. because It does fit well. Because you're a video game. Uh,
3: but I mean, but the, it's marriage, super the marriage of a video game type movie with Daft Punk yeah. is fantastic. It's seriously, you couldn't have put two things that fit better together and, and they killed it like yeah
0: it's almost
4: it's oh like with this new theme that or this thing that you've talked about where they're getting bands it's almost akin to casting mm-hmm. where, where you cast a, a band to to score your
0: movie mm-hmm. it's really interesting and, and who would have thought that it would have worked out this well right like it's amazing to me that it, that it worked out this well and like i i can't think of a bad casting of a band once in a movie because it's always worked out because yeah they they understand music just as well as a composer does
4: oh yeah totally
0: yeah and oh dude, this good like this stuff. This, good this, this part right here that that's like the tron sound and it's wow, i love it so much
3: good
1: stuff good pick man good stuff. that's great so i i feel like i'm gonna have a, a little bit of a an upward or a a battle on my
3: uphill head. battle. Uphill battle. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um, I feel I like got the high ground, have, Anakin.
3: I have a feeling you're gonna have an uphill battle as well.
1: And you know I'm prepared for it. Um, so like I said, I know I'm gonna have a bit of an uphill battle on this one. And you know it's fine. And I'm about to do the most Troy thing that I that I do. And the reason why I'm picking this. Score is uh, is completely 100% based on how it affected me as a child, and the uh, the film the score that I'm picking is for the film Superman, the movie from 1978. <laughs>
3: John don't Williams. don't
4: feel bad,
1: because... I, I don't feel bad. Okay, I just know it's going to be here, an uphill here's, battle here's convincing you guys
0: to, to vote as good. If, if, if it, I may quote someone really wise, there's only no. one good I'm song in the entire score.
2: <laughs> no, here,
3: here's the thing. We are nothing if not predictable, and I've been touting this my my score my score for years and years and years everybody knew scott was going to pick lord of the rings the fact that chris picked a video game type movie surprised exactly <laughs> zero people in this room and troy picking superman is the most predictable thing out of all of them, so Why do you guys well, even we listen are all so, we are all okay, nothing if not predictable. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> if you are listening to us, stop, please. So, this is bad. Oh, this is great, man. Oh, okay. So, if, if you have, if anybody has a problem with me picking Superman right now, then you also have a problem with uh, with Reese picking uh, Back to the Future. You also have a problem with uh, you know. Um, well, Scott didn't pick Jurassic Park, but if you have a problem with all of us talking about like our favorite films the mm-hmm. films that affected us then sure. we wouldn't talk about well, well really we Jurassic Park is Lord like, of the Rings you know?
4: it's like. been the ghost in this entire uh, episode that we keep bringing up <laughs> no, <laughs> it's <but> like, like <laughs> out of all of them we talked about <laughs> Jurassic Park the most but it wasn't picked by anybody <laughs> but even, so. even
1: still you pick Lord <laughs> of the Rings and so and that's and I, when I say I have an uphill battle I know that I'm having an uphill battle trying to convince you guys that it's the GOAT but to me it's the GOAT and it will always be the GOAT I literally I <laughs> when, when I was a kid I would watch the that movie, and then I would rewind it and watch it all over again. Rewind. I, what does that mean? Well, you see, back in the '90s, <laughs> oh, and,
2: and
1: only earlier,
3: people who are over 30 know what that means.
1: <laughs> so only kind people do. Only kind people. And you know, and that's what my wife did with Jurassic Park. I'm sure that's what you did with Jurassic Park. I'm sure that's what a lot of us did with with our favorite movies. But that main, Deep the main theme that you're hearing right now is is <laughs> like the build up to it, and oh. then and then that. And, and there's actually a really cool story to it. So they, they got um, John Williams to oh. do the score. Tell me and, a story. So this is interesting because you're being an ass. I let you talk about Tron Legacy for 30 minutes. That is not true. That's
2: an
0: extreme exaggeration.
1: <laughs> um, so... So
4: I'm glad, uh, Troy lets us talk about things. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So (laughs) so anyway, there's an interesting, there's a, there's a really cool story with that. So when they were making, um, Superman, they were really worried about the theme song and what, like what it was going to be, what it was going to sound like. And they wanted something that was going to capture the feeling of Superman and the whole tagline, you'll believe a man can fly all of that stuff. And they had John Williams, which they had all the faith in. I mean, he did star Wars at this point. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he did Raiders of the Lost Ark yet, but he's he was well known at this point.
2: He probably and, done
1: Jaws by this time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He did. And so when when the directors, when Christopher Reeve, like when when they uh, when they went into the I don't know what you call it when the, when the chorus uh, the um, orchestra is playing the music and they hear that main theme, like they all will say they've all said either this is in the commentary of the movie or it's in a separate video. They all basically got. Like tears, they got emotional, and there. this is the song for Superman. It's so iconic that even in Justice League, they, which is a completely different Superman, Danny Elfman included this main theme song in the part where Danny Superman... Elfman did Justice League.
0: Yes, I explained so much. <laughs> Shut up.
1: So, so in the part in Justice League, when Superman comes back to life and he fights the members of the Justice League, there is, uh, there is a part where you hear the main theme song, and that's like it. It that theme song that is so iconic to such an iconic character that it will live forever. Despite what people like Chris say about Superman the character and Superman the movie and everything that he hates about Superman, it will live on forever because the Superman symbol is the second most recognized symbol in all of the world. What's the one, Nazi? The number one is uh, is the cross.
0: Oh, I was way off. Way off.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's so'll <funny. laughs> <That's funny. laughs> I'll, I'll get off my
1: soapbox here for a minute because I kind of came
3: out with some fire because I know, I know well listen the, the 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 song the Superman theme you, you 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 can't it's impossible to say that it's not iconic I can't think of it right now shut up I'm serious stop I, I can't it is I it, it you can't say it's ba-ba, not ba-ba, iconic ba-ba.
2: Uh,
0: And I was even going to say, too, that I grew up in Utah. This is a Utah joke. I thought that was R.C. Willie's song for the long time. (laughs) Super Saturday. (laughs) So.
2: So.
3: so, And and we mentioned. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that it, it is iconic. And like it. You also can't say it doesn't manipulate your emotions like the way the way that it is when you hear the full orchestra playing it, and it, it you hear it on the loudspeakers and stuff, it really does like it builds and you can feel it building. Like it's as far as far as iconic music, it's right up there with anything else we've said. There, it's up there with Lord of the Rings. It's up there with uh, Star Wars and Jurassic Park and all of those. It's it's right there. It just that that song, yeah. that theme song itself yeah. is is iconic, and it's it's good. Like, it's it's a great. Theme I would song. I would put it in the same category as Jurassic Park, yeah. where um it, it peaks
4: really high, but yeah. the, but the the rest of the of the score supports the movie really well, and it's not bad. It's just it's just not as it's like top heavy so, it, Yeah. It's so
1: and we're talking about the main theme, which is definitely iconic. But the whole thing, what we're talking about, is the score as well, and and we mentioned about like how. Bringing it back to Jurassic Park, there's that the main Jurassic Park theme, and the rest of it's okay. But in my mind, Superman is not that way. You remember the main theme because it's the main theme, but there are some other really, really good, uh, really good scores or sorry, uh, songs. Uh, One of them I will play for you is um, "I Wish You Would." (laughs) It's called uh, "It's Called Lex Luthor's Lair," and it's typically played whenever you see Lex's. um, That's uh, fun to say.
0: Lex's lair. Lex Luthor's lair. Francisco. This is fun. I just picked her like dwarves marching right now.
1: Well, (laughs) I gotta tell you about Um. (laughs)
0: this. Like angry, grumpy left, right, left, right.
1: So it's meant to be that way because in the beginning of this song uh, Lex Luthor's Dumb henchman Otis is actually marching in down the street, going to the subway, and he's like, "And he uh, anyway, it, he's an idiot. That's why
3: Otis to. is going to find Lex Luthor. <laughs> so that that's movie? exactly what he sounds like. Yeah, he's, he's Luthor.
1: He's an idiot. Um, but he's actually played by uh, by Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty. Be- <laughs> <Ned Beattie>, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, the 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 movie is extremely well casted. You got a pretty out. Um, but uh, he um and then then the music the music eventually gets into the whole Lex Luthor's lair and you meet Lex Luthor and anyway so the my my point in playing that and even the love song between Superman and Lois Lane is great but my whole point in playing that song and playing you know playing that is that um, it's more than just the main theme like this is a great score soundtrack whatever you want to call it it's great so
3: there you go right. she Thanks, is the worst part about that movie by okay, Margot Robbie, not Margot Robbie, Margot yes. Kidder. Mar- Margot, Margot Kidder playing Lois Lane was by far the worst part I about love that her movie.
0: And Family Guy, whenever they're like, "Hey, Margot, what do you
3: think of this?" And she's <laughs> uh, she, uh, seriously, okay. it's nails on a chalkboard. Hearing her, I in will. That movie.
1: I will agree with you. Like Margot
3: Kidder is
1: isn't like and rest in peace, um, but uh, she. She
0: got kicked by a horse.
1: The reason, the reason why she got that role is because of her and Christopher Reeves' chemistry. Their chemistry, and you can see it on screen. Their chemistry <sighs> is excellent.
2: I,
3: I can't, I, I can't see their chemistry because she's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, it, it is so hard for me to cut through her. I, I didn't I li- I haven't liked her in anything else she's done okay. I I I am not a fan of Margot Kidder and that is a me thing that's a me problem no, that's fine I, I, more than anything I, else that's like a personal problem it is uh, but her screams the way she acts the way she I, I yeah. it, it was that was the hardest part of that movie to get through but um, the
0: I guess it doesn't affect the score at all though
3: no it doesn't. So I don't know why I brought it
2: up.
0: <laughs> because I brought up the love, the love song. That's true. Um, that's what, him, That's so. why. Um,
3: all right. Shall we uh, move on and see if we can pick a winner? Pick a um, wiener.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess if we're all gonna, I choose
4: Back to the Future. Just kidding. I don't. Jk.
0: Jk. I don't.
2: All right, let's, so let's we're go, gonna let's, vote
1: for. Well, let's rename them real quick. So uh, Scott picked uh, Lord of the Rings. Jake picked Last of the Mohicans, Chris picked Tron Legacy,
0: Reese picked Back to the Future, and I picked Superman. Can we the movie. can we do like a quick like 15 second spiel again about why? Oh, I, I, well I just kind of forgot because Jake said it like 30 minutes ago. I forgot that's everything that's right. you
3: said. Uh okay. So back, uh, Last of the Mohicans, it is a great movie because of the music. Mm-hmm. And you cannot find a bad song or a poor song in the entire sound or in the entire score. It is absolutely the most flawless execution of a score for a movie ever. Okay. That was probably longer than fifteen seconds. Sorry. I'm fine with it. Should we call Reese again? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I want to hear what Scott says. So Reese's the-
4: sister has a keychain. <laughs> So um Lord of the Rings I chose Lord of the Rings it's an epic tale with epic visuals that that with an epic soundtrack or a score to go along with it um not only is are the visuals um very uh each scene is is very uh compact not compact but the 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 leitmotif is what i'm trying to get to is is one of the best um uses of leitmotif i've ever seen where it's uh, each person has their own theme. Each place has their own theme, and you can tell where you are by by the music that's playing. You can tell who's winning the battle by the by the by what's overpowering in the music. Um, there's just so much thought that that went into it, um, and and also we didn't talk about it, but it has the um, the boys choir stuff in it. It has uh, Enya in it. It's amazing. Almost Enya. We didn't talk about Enya. <laughs> <it.
0: laughs> um, Tron was an experiment that was absolutely nailed in any every single capacity like 100 percent it is uh almost to me a perfect soundtrack uh i I guess compared to its competitors here where lord of the rings might sound a little samey after a while there's there's three movies and there are 12 hours of them uh tron manages to differentiate itself in every single scene with every single song that's done and it was just like i mentioned an experiment uh getting a a Daft Punk, a French electronic band to do a soundtrack for a movie and they just nailed it in every way. It's it's a perfect soundtrack.
1: So uh, the word I would use for Superman's score would be iconic. You have an iconic character and you have an iconic movie, so you have an iconic score. Um, Like I said before, Superman and that score will live on forever and... And uh, yeah, that's there you go.
3: Cool, cool. All right, cool. So we're all going to vote, but you can't vote for your own. Yep. Is that how it works? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, so... Shall we go? We, Last Mohicans. Wait, I thought you can't vote on your own. No, I'm saying. Oh, we're raising our hands.
2: <laughs> <own>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, raising oh, I your hands. you were saying yours. <laughs>
3: anybody, anybody vote for Last Mohicans? One. Uh, Me, Chris. Chris. I vote for it. Chris votes for Last Mohicans. Superman. That's none. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Jake votes for Lord of the Rings.
0: Tron, <laughs> Tron, <laughs> Scott, Scott. So back to have... the future.
3: And Troy votes for Back to the Future. What? So we have we have a four way tie. <laughs> Wait, did you do Super that on Grand
2: purpose?
0: Run. No, I didn't. I was okay. planning on voting fu- Back to the Future.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> so happened. We had to text Reese. So we have a four way tie. Is that how we're gonna do it?
3: Uh, sure. I'm fine. Which I'm, is I'm completely the So, tight. I want to say something real quick. <laughs> Freaking stupid. So, the only loser. <laughs> <laughs> There's one loser. There's only one loser. <laughs> well,
1: as the loser, then, I get to pick the winner. So, I, I,
4: I have want to change mine because uh, Chris, when he was giving his 15 minute thing, he was the only one that badmouthed another soundtrack and he oh. badmouthed Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I meant to say all of them. Through. No, bet... you said Lord
0: of the Rings. I just said they all sound kind of samey after like, And so does Tron. While.
4: So, it's okay.
3: <laughs> but I don't change my cho- my choice cuz I I choose Tron. Man, we have a four-way tie. Four-way right? tie. We got we've got Tron, Last Mohicans, Lord of the Rings and Back to the we future. could text
4: uh, Reese but he'd
0: probably just vote for Superman so fun like <laughs> <laughs> All right and we have a whatever loss I don't remember what it was yeah
2: well
3: what's her name what's, what's her his name? name
0: what's his name <laughs> <laughs> All right guys. that was good stuff
3: that was good. I really liked that episode I really loved the conversation we got into because that was that was some cool stuff yeah. um
0: good 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 choice troy
3: <laughs> Seriously it was a, it was a good choice. I honestly I I think Superman is, that theme song, I don't necessarily agree that it's a great score, but I think the theme song itself is it's one theme of the best song It might have been a runner up or something.
1: <laughs> let's uh let's all just uh change the vote and just say that it's all goes to Star Wars because, you know,
3: there you go. <laughs> I mean Star Wars is up there. Star but Wars. uh cool. Um Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. We're gonna be back next week. If you want to know what we're gonna talk about next week, keep a keep an eye on our social media. We'll and we'll make our announcements there about what what our yeah, topics to keep, are gonna to be. Keep it locked
0: in on us because we got some exciting news coming up soon too. So. Yes,
3: sir. Yes, sir. Um, we've got what is it? Oh, we're actually—is this the exciting news we're talking about? Our video game podcasts. Mm-hmm is going to, we're going to split this. We're making our own channel for the video game podcast. The the Cold Bow Arcade is going to be the Cold Bow Arcade podcast. Mm -hmm. We'll have its own
0: channel, so make sure to subscribe on there. Make sure to... Hit that like button, auto download. Yeah,
4: we made the, essentially made a decision because we know a lot of our listeners don't necessarily care about video games, while they do care about films and TV, which we usually talk about. So those that like video games have have uh, a place to listen to us talk about video games. Amen. That's true. So, and
3: our the sec part two of the video game awards is going to be aired on that channel. So. If you want to hear the, the what video game, one video game of the year, you'll have to find out on the Cold Bar Arcade podcast. Dun, dun. Sorry, I kind of stole your thunder, you two <laughs> that, that actually run the video game. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Which is amazing, though. I
0: love those episodes. They really oh, are sucks. super awesome. Is there uh, any plans of getting a Sabaton?
4: Yeah, and that, that's the other one. Um, the Sabaton one kind of slowed down. We have one recorded. I haven't put it together yet uh it, there are plans but okay. um well, don't, we don't have, have plans happen. guys so, and, and it, it won't be the plans for the future of the sabaton episodes um uh, won't be sabaton based it'll just be
3: music music history um right in general but for the foreseeable future in sabaton eh, yeah probably yeah we'll see uh i've also got some something Ooh. in the future not, i mean vaguely in the future I've got things in the works as well so we've got some things we're working we're thinking we're moving uh so stay tuned and uh be excited because there's some super cool stuff coming yeah
0: all right thanks for listening if guys. there's nothing
3: else we love you and see you next time
2: boy